Welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Mark Osterman. Mark, a lot that we talked about today as we intro the show. We're going to try to do this intro a little bit of a different way compared to past podcasts. So uh, anything to stand out to you today? You excited about the NBA team or the sell-off in downtown Las Vegas? How, how am I supposed to be excited about it? <laughs> I think NBA team makes too much sense not to be in Vegas. And then you'll be one of those few cities that has the four sports. Eventually, once the A's finally get confirmed and maybe they build a stadium. But yeah, not many cities can successfully handle that. And Las Vegas is definitely one of them, especially with everybody coming in to watch games. So we talk about that. We talk about the Dream Hotel returning, construction starting again, the Credit Card Competition Act and how that would affect Las Vegas, sprucing up for Formula One. Tons of stuff on this show. As a reminder, we do have our Patreon live if you want to get our weekly after show at patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. $5 a month, you get that weekly after show you can listen to or you can watch. And you can also watch this entire show with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. Ready to get into the show, Mark? Let's do it. Let's hit it. So, Mark, did you see that recreation of Las Vegas in Minecraft? I know you and I have both played Minecraft. Our kids have played it. This is pretty uh, impressive, really highly detailed. You see the whole strip, except there's no grandstands. The trees are still there. What's going on? Yeah, it's the better improved Vegas, the the throwback Vegas, and all the paint isn't peeling. It looks great. I, I can't even imagine how long this took or how many people it took. It's insane. I've played Minecraft, tried to just build a house, and it takes forever. So this is uh, one of the more impressive things I've seen on Minecraft, which is... It, is saying a lot because they do some crazy stuff in that game. The only problem is that you don't have a real world thing to go play around with. Like if you built Legos, you could go play in your Las Vegas, but I guess it's all virtual these days. Just bring the TNT in and blow it all up. Now that's what you do, right? At the end, you just destroy it. <laughs> that's what every uh, good little boy does, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So we haven't had news on the Dream Hotel in a while. They stopped construction earlier this year because they ran out of money, basically. There's liens on the property. Although they went to the county commission and asked for an extension, saying that they're trying to get financing, this story we've heard before. Construction could start up early 2024, and that this would delay their opening from late 2024 to late 2025. So there is hope for the Dream Hotel, even though, you know, we still got to hold our breath. Yeah, I I give it like, what what percent do you put this at? I give it like 20% or less that this ends up happening at least in the the with the company that's currently running things i mean somebody might else pick it up and take it but it just seems like fountain blue 2.0 but in a much smaller scale but still seems like this is going to get dragged out and then fall apart uh you know and just be a pile of junk there it sucks though because i i think the strip could really use a hotel like this a boutique hotel with a casino uh, dream hotels is associated with hyatt so that would be another hyatt option or the only hyatt option on the strip i suppose So I want this thing to get built, but as you say, uh, interest rates are as high as they ever have been. It's harder to get financing. Uh, They say that they have the loan will be closed within a couple weeks. They'll have the full financing within a couple months. So uh, holding breath. But yeah, I'd say it's less than 50-50 at this point. You know, interest rates are sky high and then building materials. Just think of how much more they are compared to what this would have cost in like 2019, 2018. It just blows my mind. Everybody that got done right before COVID uh, with their builds really kind of lucked out. Like everything they built basically doubled uh, overnight in value, which is kind of what you do for new builds anyway. But just the the amount of money they saved on all the construction costs is mind blowing. And I mean, everything costs more these days than it did four years ago, but nothing is seen more than 
building a massive property like that, it's just, it's crazy. I did want to talk about the Credit Card Competition Act in regards to Las Vegas. Somebody actually asked us in the comments a few weeks ago uh, to comment on this, but the Nevada Independent had an article about it. It's really interesting because all of the big money behind both sides of this is out in full force. You'll see ads everywhere. And there's a lot of money against the Credit Card Competition Act. What it's basically going to do is limit the interchange fees that the credit card processors can charge on the back end. Theoretically, this would lead to lower prices for consumers. Uh, We've seen (laughs) similar legislation with debit cards that this didn't happen with before. But there's two arguments to this, right? I'm against this act because I do not believe it'll lead to lower prices. But on the flip side... The credit card companies are charging more than ever for these interchange fees. Technology in other countries allows this stuff to happen instantaneously for almost no fee. They collect more interest uh, than ever right now. So I can see why you would want this. But in the end, past legislation hasn't really helped. And the argument made here about Las Vegas is it's going to hurt and uh, bring less people here overall. I think that... It's kind of a sham to say that the prices are going to go down because, you know, all the big retailers, the Home Depots, the Amazons, those people, they'll cut their fees, which will be a huge savings, hundreds of millions of dollars. But they won't pass that along. They'll just go right to their bottom line, to their shareholders. That's all they really, you know, owe anything to care about type of thing. Maybe it keeps some more jobs around. But for the most part, that money is going to go in their pocket. And it's going to be coming from our pockets. And, and, you know, unless you're paying for cash for things, you're earning rewards, you're earning cash back, you're earning miles, you're earning points. That's like our getting our rebate. And basically, we're giving that rebate to these big corporations, which isn't great. I don't I remember if it was Visa or MasterCard recently raised their rates, uh, you know, within the last couple of months after this just got killed the last time. And I'm like, read the room, guys. They're already fighting you. Why are you increasing rates right now? I could see there being somewhat of a cap, like saying, hey, you know, everything in this category be this amount, but to just like slash it that far is not going to be good for us. And it will hurt Vegas. It'll hurt all travel really, because so many people use their miles and points to defray the cost and take more trips than they would otherwise. It's not a perfect system, right? It actually is a system that leads to people paying higher interest and more fees. And then you get travel rewards like we utilize to take advantage of that. So we're kind of trying to maximize the system that exists. But to your point, if you get rid of the system out of nowhere, it's not going to help things. And that's why so much money is being poured into the, you know, the support of this by the retailers, by Home Depot, Walmart, those types of people. And then on the other side is the bank. So you have this big battle. But you should know about this because this will fundamentally change uh, the credit card space and the travel space. So uh, we wanted to talk about it a little bit. I don't think the sky is falling if this does pass, but it will suck for people like me who use credit card rewards all the time. And... I don't think it's going to lower prices at all. Let us know what you guys think down in the comments. So Tony Shea's estate, the uh, Sappos founder who passed away a couple years ago, is finally being sold off. His family back in 2021 said they were going to sell off a lot of his assets. If you remember, he's like, I don't know, he has a ton of different land downtown for that downtown project. Uh, Everything from like apartment buildings, office buildings, empty lots, old motels, you name it, he owned it. And uh, they just sold for $14.6 million, one of the key pieces of real estate. Uh, That's that building. It's across from Evil Pie, uh, has the downtown cocktail room, basically the start of Fremont East, a big uh, sale for them. And uh, we'll see probably more of his assets get broken up downtown. Yeah, downtown cocktail room is a place I've been wanting to go for years and years. And for whatever, I've been across the street from it a ton. I've eaten at Evil Pie, I've walked up and down that strip at least 20 times in the last few years. And Still haven't made it in there. I've always wanted to. So hopefully nothing happens with the sale that they 
lose their lease or anything like that. So I get a chance to get in there. It's sad to see the downtown project, you know, come to an end. It really did come to an end already. But, you know, his vision for downtown Las Vegas, buying the old city hall, making that the Zappos headquarters, bringing all of his employees down there. And he really did take downtown, I think, through a transition period to where it is now. And he's forever going to be remembered for that. Uh, the visionary of downtown Las Vegas, but it's time to break it up, I suppose. I don't know what's next for downtown Las Vegas. Maybe just more bars and what can they do there, but... More yeah, street performers, of course. Yeah, more more street <laughs> performers, more characters, uh, all of that. But uh, yeah, rest in peace. And his vision shall not be forgotten because uh, nobody wanted to go downtown when he started buying up all that land. Yeah, that's true. Especially that area of it was just, you know, kind of decrepit. Like when I first started going to Vegas, you didn't leave Fremont. As soon as you got the end, you look there, you're like, oh, that looks disgusting. I don't want to go that way. And now it's it's like a happening place, so, something to go do. Lots of bars, lots of restaurants, stuff to check out. So hopefully it stays going that way. Somebody else picks up the mantle and takes it further. As a reminder, our Patreon is now live. You can watch our weekly after show. We release it every Friday. You can listen or watch it. Patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. Thanks to everybody for your support. Hope to see you over there. So I was just thinking after G2E and getting to play the Whitney Houston slots, which were one of the, I don't know, one of the big name slots there that they were really trying to push. Uh, it's, you know, fun. It's typical. A lot of these sort of branded slots are just taking a game that they already have and sort of reskinning it for that. But it made me think, which brand of slot machine would you like to see? Uh, I know with musicians, they've done so many of them over the years. Britney was, I think, the goat, right? That's the one that everybody loved the most. But what would you like to see if they were going to come up with any brand, whether it be sports, music, entertainment, what would you like to see? I mean, I, I know people loved Britney. I didn't, I, I'm not a big slot player. So it was cool. Like the songs and everything were, were great, but I never really sat and played it. And I'm, if I'm playing slots, I want like a cool bonus, something like that. That's why I was excited for the NFL uh, game. But, you know, we've talked about the bonuses are kind of hit and miss. So I don't know that I'm really drawn in by that stuff. And, you know, these Netflix shows, seeing that start, I might be a little more interested in that. If you can bring in the show to the game with the bonuses and, and things along those lines, I'd, I'd rather see that versus musicians, because all they do is when you hit something, they sing a little bit of their song. But I don't know. Are you more of the musician leading way? I'm waiting for the Disney slot machines. You know, we need to see Mickey Mouse. Uh, we yeah, need all the kids that. Addicted. Come on, Disney. <laughs> Disney needs money, right? They're not doing so well. So, uh, you know, we, they've resisted this up until now. But I think that they could think about all the Disney properties that could be great slot machines. I don't know. I think Star Wars would make a lot of sense uh, out of all the properties for sure. And that uh, people would play it nonstop. Yeah, all kinds of cool bonuses. I think that's what the thing that you want with these types of machines is neat bonuses that do something different. But I couldn't think of a musician. Maybe you too should have an Atomic City slot machine. That would make a lot of sense these days. Yeah, be Put cool. it in Plaza. You know, I, I think that could uh, work really well. Yeah, I think uh, U2, you mean U2 is now Vegas, right? They, they tied in. They have an old video. When in Vegas, the new one shot in Vegas, the Sphere, all that stuff. I think that would make a lot of sense to bring it up. Plus, they have a catalog of music that's, you know, forever long. So they definitely could work it out and, and make some things happen. In our ongoing effort to be positive about Formula One, we're going to talk about some of the things that are being spruced up <laughs> I think, around I Las think Vegas. That, trigger, that triggers people more than us being negative is that we're positive. Like, I, I saw somebody commented, did F1 reach out to you and make you say that you want to be positive? <laughs> We like to think we're that important, but we're not that yeah. important. Uh, nobody cares what we say. But uh, yeah, the Palazzo getting a new sign on the outside. 
more screens going in everywhere. I think that's the, not just Formula One, but that's what we're seeing. And you're going to continue to see that. Uh, Encore also has its new sign with a giant screen on it. This has replaced that smaller screen that used to be on the Encore sign. Uh, We talked about the Caesars main fountains getting redone into Bellagio style. We saw an update on that. They continue working on that. And they even painted the fountain right on the corner of Flamingo and Las Vegas Boulevard, that Caesars fountain. So yeah, good stuff. A lot of sprucing up around town. Is the one that they painted the one that you have the video of the person bathing in it when you're walking by? No, not that one. (laughs) No, not the Trevi fountains. This is the one that's right on the corner of Flamingo. You really don't see it often because most people don't walk on the outside there anymore. They walk through sort of the courtyard with Hell's Kitchen and stuff. But if you stay on the outside on the sidewalk, you'll, you'll see it there. Bright blue paint. Looking better than ever. Hey, why have clean water when you can just paint the bottom and make it look clean? (laughs) The oldest uh, (laughs) trick in the book. But yeah, it's good to see all of this stuff. Also, the Treasure Island boardwalk is now finished. So completely rebuilt for the, I guess, the increased weight and crowds. So a little scare there. We thought that maybe they were going to take that out. Phil Ruffin, give him credit. They kept it. So this is a good side effect. A lot of neat stuff being spruced up that we hadn't seen. And that has been a problem in Vegas. Not a lot of investment in the buildings, especially as we separated land and casino ownership, yeah, this is a good sign of F1 and a positive story to share. Yeah, I like, you know, that they're sprucing everything on the outside. Now let's get into the hotel room, especially Caesars. They need they need some updating. Let's do it. So uh, speaking of Caesars, uh, I don't know what this comes from, whether it's just being benevolent towards your employees and thanking them for working or being afraid that they're going to strike right before Formula One. But Caesars is going to give away $100,000 to their employees who work during the race weekend. I guess every hour there will be more prizes and the top prize will be a BMW. No word yet if Caesars is going to pay the taxes on that prize for their employee, but Uh, This seems nice, and they're making money off this, and it's nice of them to give it back. And again, uh, hopefully the people don't strike. Watch, it'll be like the person that gets the BMW takes the cash, and they try to give it away, and they take cash, and they try to give it away. Just like we've seen it in the slot games where the car sits up there for 20 years because everybody just takes the cash. But no, this is cool and something that they probably need to do because – can you imagine how hard it's going to be to get to work for all this stuff and how much a pain? I, I think call-ins would be high, even if you think you're going to make money. You know, anything we see about the races and stuff, I don't know that there's going to be good tips and, and you don't know what kind of clientele you're going to get. So people might say, I'm not going to deal with it. Uh, hopefully everybody gets taken care of that comes into work and is dealing with all this by the patrons. But you never know until the first one goes through. And this is something MGM should do for everybody that worked during the uh, the meltdown that they had. They should be giving away prizes and raffles and all kinds of stuff, you know, with what those people had to deal with. So I'm glad to see Caesars doing this. It's a good decision on their part, kind of preemptive strike, which you don't see out of management a ton. But they uh, they're making a good decision here. Yeah. And hopefully, as you point out, it should put pressure on MGM and others to do the same thing, make the employees get some sort of a benefit from all of the hassle that they've had to deal with. I get that we didn't realize that this was going to be such a headache going in. I don't think the county commissioners realized it. I don't think the casino operators realized it, but it has been. And the people who have bore the brunt of that are the employees. And so good to see them getting it. Hopefully we see more of that. And as I mentioned earlier, the strike could happen, probably won't happen for Formula One, but it is authorized. We talked about a protest they did last week on the Strip, and this week we're recording a little earlier than we normally do, but uh, Wednesday night they are doing a civil disobedience rally, so a protest on the Strip, but then 75 hospitality workers are going to be arrested in a nonviolent protest action. So this is already like pre-set up that they're going to be arrested. 
I guess they're going to lay in the middle of Las Vegas Boulevard. I don't know. Oh, geez. I'm kind of, at least this is all set up so they'll get arrested and moved out of there fairly quickly. I'm getting tired of the protests where they just block roads and they kind of harm people. And I know you want to get your message out there and all that, but you're, you're blocking other people like you that are just trying to get to work or, or do things. You're not block. It's not like all these CEO executives that you want to get money from are driving down that street and you're inconveniencing them. You're inconveniencing everybody else that's trying to get to job and do their, you know, get their paycheck. We've seen it in the desert. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, where it's backed up for miles and miles. And it's just, you know, do the regular protests, hold the signs up, shout your thing, get on the news, all that stuff. And if you're going to do it, at least do it this way where you get arrested quickly and removed. <laughs> we finally found the thing that got y'all riled up. It's people laying in the middle of the streets. <laughs> but yeah. is this a normal it's... thing where you pre where you prearrange getting arrested? I've never seen this before. I don't think so. And that's why I give them credit for it because it'll get on the news. It'll be shown getting arrested, but hopefully it'll be a, a minor disturbance, but still, you know, get all the coverage that you want when you do stuff like this. So the NBA commissioner... Adam Silver has been in the news, and he hasn't said anything that he really hadn't said before, although uh, we covered it on the show. He reiterated the timeline for the NBA to expand. Basically, they're finishing up their TV deals uh, that will take effect in the 2025 season. Most likely, expansion is going to happen in 2026. So once they sort of extend those TV contracts, they're going to move towards expansion. Not a surprise, Seattle and Las Vegas at the top of the list. We've talked about how I think this is just sort of a done deal. Uh, We have that new arena going in, that $10 billion project that was announced to house this NBA team. Uh, That's the same owners. Uh, Yeah, no, not on that. The other one. Uh, It's the same owners that own the Seattle arena. So uh, this is probably going to happen. 2026 will probably be the debut year for the NBA, but we're not going to find out until they're done with these TV contracts. So if they own both, are they going to get both expansion teams? Would that even be possible? That's kind of crazy. I didn't even realize that they own both arenas, but I felt bad for Seattle ever since the Supersonics left. Supersonics is such a cool name. Sean Kemp, Gary Payton back in the day. I I hope that they bring it back there and and definitely have the Supersonics name uh, make it right again. And that's kind of what we saw with Cleveland. Cleveland, the Browns left, and then they get the Browns back. So hopefully something similar there. And then Las Vegas will be another homegrown team to go along with the the, the Knights. So that will be something cool. And hopefully it comes through. I, don't, I still don't understand why they can't just use T-Mobile. NBA hates that for whatever reason. But it's right there. You can use it. It's vacant half the time. Go for it. I agree. They need to bring back the Supersonics names. They had a great uh, uniforms. It was a great franchise. And looking forward to Las Vegas. But this is just another confirmation. Las Vegas is going to happen, I think. Now, obviously, the economy could go crazy. The NBA could decide not to expand, all of that stuff. But as far as if the NBA expands, Seattle and Las Vegas are pretty much it. Uh, it's our sort of expansion to lose. And, uh, yeah, I don't think that the ownership is going to be the same. They're going to own the arena. We don't know if they'll own the team. We do know that Shaq has recently expressed interest in being in part of an ownership group. LeBron has already been very much a part of two, uh, one of the two ownership groups that are already uh, pretty heavily organized here. So uh, we're going to get a team, and the owners are behind it. Everybody wants to be in on this thing. One thing I thought was funny was that they feel more comfortable putting a team there because gambling is everywhere now. And I'm like, well, one thing, there's been sports there for, for a minute now. But on top of that, all these gambling rings that have gotten busted for cheating and fixing games, they had somebody go to Vegas and make the bet. Anyway, it doesn't matter if the team's there or not. It's going to happen if it, if it's going to happen. Them being proximity to it isn't going to change anything. I always thought that was 
such a stupid reason to keep a team away. Finally, Mark, the club of all clubs is coming to Las Vegas, a private membership club coming to win Las Vegas. The name just sounds so amazing. It's called Zero Bond, and apparently they have a club in New York City. This will be their second membership-only club, although they own a few other restaurants. Membership in the New York City club is $3,850 a year, uh, plus some other fees added in there. So it's going to be an exclusive place to go at win. You excited? I mean, this this has your name written all over it. Yeah, I mean, that's like two dinners in New York, so it's not it's not that bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think it, there's a place for these things. You know, there was clubs back in the day that, you know, all the tycoons would go to and and rub each other's shoulders. And it, if you're joining something like this, it's the access to other people to make connections. And I think that this will do that. I mean, I don't know that in win would be my number one shot. I mean, it, it's the best place to have it. But also, if you're trying to get local business people there, I don't know that they want to come to this trip. So I don't know if this is aimed more at people that live in New York and also go to Vegas. They want to have options at both places or just international travelers to have a club to come to or if they're shooting at locals, going for locals. Uh, but it's kind of an interesting to see who, what kind of clientele they get, where they're getting them from. Well, according to their press release, uh, they're bringing together a community of trailblazers across culture, arts, politics, business, technology, fashion, gastronomy, sustainability, sports and well-being. So the who's who of people i don't know i mean that sort of tells you the kind of clientele that they want uh, it fits perfectly with win i was talking to you before the show foundation room at mandalay bay used to be a membership only club i think it was earlier in the night was only for like the restaurant for dinner was members and then they still opened it up as a club later on for everybody else in the early days maybe they were only membership only but yeah, I used to have a, a friend who was a member there and that worked out pretty well. We'll see when, as you say, it's a little harder to get to, but uh, who doesn't want to be part of a membership club with the word bond in it at win? I feel like it checks all the boxes for the right people. Yeah, I, I'm sure a lot of people will be knocking down the door to get in there and spend the money, especially if you're a business traveler and you have business in Vegas and that's just a write off. And, you know, and these for, for these people, three, four thousand dollars isn't a huge deal and it gets you that exclusivity and maybe a place to get work done, have meetings, all that stuff. So I think we'll be really successful. And you can go have your meetings that you can go buy a McLaren in a McLaren dealership. All is good under the roof of win. So uh, yeah, let us know what you guys think about anything we talked about on this show, the membership club, slot machines, which brand would you like to see brought to those, the sell off of downtown Las Vegas, hit us up in the comments. We do two shows a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, and we'll be back in a couple days with another show. Hit us up on Patreon as well. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time. Have a good weekend, everybody. About to do the Patreon show.